my I went to pull that thing down. And I'm like, my arms are still so sore from the push-ups. Oh, <laughs> oh Jill. <laughs> Dinosaur arm. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. There. Now I can't even open my popsicle. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's only been on a gym floor. It's, it's <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I have kids. I've eaten gross things. That's right. Hi, we're Kara and Jill, two trainers, owners of Push Fitness, and the hosts of this podcast. During training sessions with our clients, we often tell them to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we're saying that right now to you too. Let's push ourselves. Let's push ourselves to see fitness differently. Let's push the envelope when it comes to self-love. Let's push a new narrative about women and weight. Let's push out harmful ideas about the body that is rooted in racism and patriarchy. Let's find a new definition of fitness that welcomes all people. You ready? I'm ready. Let's push it. popsicle that just fell on the gym floor yep and I don't care <laughs> uh, my popsicle is safely in my stomach <laughs> mine's on its way yep. <laughs> I really like this whole like having a little treat when we do a podcast I think that's good me too yeah I'm into it makes me feel good let's just see what well your treat is going to bend this weekend oh my god I'm so excited Yes, yeah, so my mom and I decided to do a mother and daughter weekend away. Um, the last time we did this, we actually had a lot of fun. <laughs> my, dog, my dog is outside pulling around her water dish. I'm really sorry about that. We're gonna <laughs> that's, come on. <laughs> so those two are recording. I wonder what this sounds like. Metal on a driveway. <laughs> So yeah, so we're going to bend. Really looking forward to it. Want to do some hikes now that I've got my knees replaced. Um, really excited to do a little bit more. And um, yeah, it's supposed to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm going to miss you. you though. Yeah, I'll miss you too. I'll miss our Sunday workout. Yeah. Our Sunday workouts are really fun. Even if they are really hard. Yes. <laughs> They're usually pretty hard. They're usually pretty hard. Jill may or may not still be sore from our Sunday workout. I am. <laughs> I am. Those hand release push-ups just about killed me. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's good feedback from my body to like focus on these things that I'm not so good at. Yeah. And maybe there are other things to do besides deadlifts and presses. Right. <laughs> I, this is why I have to have like at least some kind of trainer. Um, I've had Jill train for me before. I've had my husband train me for me before. And actually right now I'm doing an app that I really like. And the thing I like about it the most is that it makes me do things I wouldn't normally do. Mm -hmm. And because I am a trainer and I know my body, I can modify when I feel like I need to. And so if it gives me something where I'm like, certainly not going to be doing that. (laughs) I can. Um, We almost always say no to yoga stretches. Yes. We're like, (laughs) we're going to skip that. 
what's next? What are the other stretches you got in here? <laughs> like, like if my legs are shaking, I do not want to sit into a warrior pose for 45 seconds. No, it's too hard. Yes. <laughs> the stretching's supposed to feel good, but yeah. Yeah. I, I cannot guarantee that I'll be uh, doing that type of workout on Sunday morning, but Maybe I will. Yeah, I don't you can know. come here. I, mean, I, I this do. Is I, your gym. Yes. Well, I have I have a door opener, so I can just let myself in. Yeah, you can. <laughs> and you can go downstairs and make yourself coffee. <laughs> I could go downstairs and make myself coffee, and probably walk in on your husband scantily clad because that happens a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. If you don't give him a warning, that's <laughs> I, it. <laughs> I've learned that I need to like. I'm on my way. Yeah. Or sometimes I go downstairs and coming in, just entering the building. <laughs> Is enough, enough of a warning sign. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, you'll have a lot of fun. I'm excited for you. Yes, me too. Um, so yeah, how about you? What's going on with you these days? Hmm. Nothing like asking you a question when you got a mouthful of popsicle. Those are strawberry seeds, I'm pretty sure. Yes. <laughs> um, so actually, right before I came in to record this podcast, I found out that we're one step closer in the pre-approval process for buying a home and I'm so excited yeah because right now we have totally outgrown the space that we're in with my husband and I and our three kids so I'm pretty pumped about it yeah I'm yeah. super excited I'm slightly less excited because you won't be moving in next door I had big plans that if she bought if she if she moved in next door we were just gonna take the fence down one big yard Kids come back and forth and all over the place. Two gyms and two garages and one cul-de-sac. It's going to be epic. It'd be kind of cool because we could take out this wall and like make it connect to the other garage. (laughs) Don't get me started. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll wait. We'll wait until your new neighbors move out. Or you can just ask them if they want in. Right. They could be bush stockholders. Right. (laughs) They're going to love us. They are going to be so happy. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so today's topic is one that I am really, really excited to talk about. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, how we all, us as gym owners and maybe you as gym goers, um, fitness people, um, can all do our part to create safe places for fitness. Mm-hmm. So yes. um, this is something that came up a lot in the certification that I just finished, the mm-hmm. Fitness for All Bodies cohort. Um, we were When we talk about deconstructing fitness, one of the things that's incredibly important is how can we change the things that we do or or add to the things that we do in order to create spaces for people mm-hmm. where they feel safe. Yes. Yes. And so with that in mind, um, a lot of, a lot of safe spaces when it comes to the fitness industry, usually do not include, um, bigger, more profitable gyms, right? Right. Like, well, I mean, a lot of gyms, even some of the smaller gyms around here, mm-hmm. I got to tell you that I had some gossip about one of the smaller gyms around here. I, Did you tell me already? I don't know. I oh. might have. I, probably not. I could edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, really, any, any gyms, the, the thing, here's the thing, is that 
most fitness spaces are created by people who are drinking the Kool-Aid that is being poured out by the fitness industry. And a lot of that is based on this, this ideal of what fitness is supposed to look like, which is really rooted in racism and patriarchy Mm -hmm. and ableism and healthism and a lot of other toxic shit. Mm -hmm. So like for a long time, I worked in big, big gyms and I kind of just knew that something wasn't quite right, but couldn't put my finger on it. Um, where like they're pushing weight loss. Like the last gym that I worked at had a big promotion where they were like, lose weight and get paid. And the people who were, who created that and were doing that, like very much believed that they were helping people live better lives. Like, Oh, well people are losing weight on our programs, our nutrition programs, and they're training with our trainers and they're losing weight. And it was all about weight loss. And there wasn't really any other marker that they were measuring to gauge health. Right. And, and health comes at all sizes. Right. Yeah. It's just the number on the scale. We've said it so many times, just the number on the scale does not give you a full and complete picture of how healthy somebody is or is not. Mm -hmm. So to determine somebody's health based on their weight and also pay them for it, it's just gross. Yeah. It's really cool. So, um, yeah, and I, I don't know if I have met a woman who has not had a terrible gym experience mm-hmm. unless she's just never been in a gym. Mm-hmm. So I have heard of women being, like, followed around by creepy men at gyms. I have heard of women having their space taken like if you had a bench or weights that you were using and they stepped away like to go to the drinking fountain or something and they come back and somebody else is using their space mm-hmm. <clears throat> without communicating or asking i have heard countless stories of men coming up and offering unsolicited advice oh gosh yes Two women. So, so, so. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't yeah, do right. it. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to unpack all of this. Clearly. <laughs> but, um, and that's just, you know, that's, that's a lot of, like, just response from, like, white, cis, hetero women who right. already may or may not live in, you know, a privileged body. And, you know, so this is. I can't, I can't imagine if you start adding different layers of oppression onto that, what the experience of other people are like often, like as a woman, you can't even walk into a gym without some teenage kid behind the desk, like excitedly telling you about all of their weight loss programs when that might not even be what you were there for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good, um, perspective to think about like how how hard it is for just straight white women to be in those spaces and feel respected and validated like adding in all of those other intersecting identities like can't like you and I really can't imagine what that's like Mm -hmm. yeah one of the the first um courses on racism that I took the the teacher 
said that if you walk into a space or a business and there's no one there that looks like you, you do not have an inclusive space. Mm-hmm. And that was really eye-opening. Yes. Um, and it made me, it made me look at all of the spaces I walked into in a different way. And so for, as like, if a, a person of color is walking into the gym, like the next time you go to the gym, look around. Like if you don't see many people of color, the chances are they don't feel safe being there. And mm-hmm. um, in addition, this doesn't just include gyms and places where people are exercising indoors. This also extends to the outdoors. Like, like it's not super common to see black people out jogging or hiking or rock climbing or doing a lot of these outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the reason is because these places do not feel safe for those people. Uh, Chrissy King uh, wrote a great article for, I believe it was Shape Magazine about that. Mm-hmm. And we can we can post that in our show notes. Yes, we will put a link to that in the notes here. But yeah, yeah. so tell me about, um, you said you had a story about your husband's gym. Okay, so, so this wasn't exactly about his gym, but it was a gossip about another gym in town. Oh, okay. It <laughs> was a smaller gym in town. I was just so, going to say, maybe I shouldn't have said it from your husband's gym, and I'm going to spend your work into it. <laughs> Here's the website. <laughs> no, so there's a guy who um, does a lot of equipment management for a lot of the different gyms in, in this state. And so he travels around. So he gets a lot of gossip about fitness spaces and has a lot of ideas about fitness spaces um, in, in Oregon in general. And so he came in and starts talking about how he and his wife were working out at this, um, at this gym. And this is a smaller, not quite a boutique gym, but a smaller, like small business gym, um, you know, owned by one person kind of gym. Um, and he said that his, his wife was, was basically asked to leave an area so that a trainer could use it with their client. And they just stood over her until she was done with her set. And, And so, so, you know, just not respecting someone's space. And, you know, when we, when we, move into someone's space we don't know what their story is we don't know if they have had trauma Mm -hmm. we don't know if the things that we say or do or gesture within their space might feel triggering to them Mm -hmm. and so to stand over someone and rush them through a set but also invade their space is incredibly rude yeah and not not welcoming Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i have Definitely had that experience firsthand yes. <laughs> as a gym goer mm-hmm. um, the mansplaining for sure. Um, so those of you who are cis hetero men listening to our podcast, don't give unsolicited advice to women in the gym, please. Oh. Just don't do it. No. Cause like really when you feel the need to comment on someone's form or body in the gym space, it might be worth <laughs> examining why you feel the need to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's possible that you're 
that you're, you think that you're doing it to be helpful, but it really is often more about claiming ownership and authority of that space. Mm -hmm. Like, like I've had so many people come up to me and ask me, you know, whether what I'm doing is really a good idea yeah. and have no idea that I'm a trainer. Right. And say like, well, I saw on this thing that I Googled that you're supposed to turn your hands this way. And just like, listen, buddy. Listen, bucko. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and this doesn't just land on me. Like this, this extends to like, there is a woman who is like one of the masters in a, a specific kettlebell certification who gets mansplained in gyms all the time about her kettlebell form. Mm. And she is like the top woman in, in the world in this certification. Yeah. And she's had people try to tell her what to do. Yeah. And God, if I had just been like a fly on the wall to watch that <laughs> at some down. point, because, oh my God. So, yeah. So, so one thing is just, like respecting people's space. So, so say, okay, it's like, well, what can I do then? Like, I can't, you know, just stand and wait for a space to be cleared up. Maybe you could talk to the person and say, Hey, my name is so-and-so I'm going to be doing this exercise. Like when you're done, could you let me know? I'll be over here. Like have a respectful conversation. Right. You could, you could, could (laughs) stay out of that person's personal space. Right, right. It's not a battle of the alpha dogs for the uh, for for the bench, like just, just, right, like, or and vice versa. Like it, in general, and I think this is like karma that kind of comes around for people. Like if you see someone kind of circling your space or something, then at, like you could also say, like, I I'll be done after this set, or offer that person to work in with you, but create a dialogue instead of like claiming your space and peeing on it or trying to, you know, trying to horn in on someone else's workout because that really, it, it really feels terrible and it really makes you feel unwelcome. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so one of the other things that we can do slash not do is not comment on people's bodies. Hey, there's an idea. Right. (laughs) So let's not. So I have had people come up to me in gyms and comment on my body, whether it's commenting on the fact that they've noticed that I've lost weight or that they like a way, a certain thing about my body. And I can tell you that all of that feels yucky. Yep. Even if you are intending to build that person up, that's not how it actually plays out for people. Because say someone did lose a lot of weight and they were trying really hard to lose weight. Even when you comment on their bodies, it can also create an anxiety that, oh gosh, I'm being recognized now for this weight loss. And so now I better keep it up. And we know that that 98% of people cannot keep their weight off if they have dieted. So it, it, it creates anxiety and then later on potentially feelings of failure. 
The other thing is that we don't know what even happened to someone. We could be celebrating someone's illness, right? Like what if somebody just came back from like having a terrible illness or maybe they have cancer or something and they've lost weight because of that. And we're saying, hey, notice that you're looking good. Like, <laughs> right. It's that terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I think one way to, one way that you can sort of work on that too, is just to neutralize those thoughts of why somebody's even in the gym in the first place. Because I think that for a long time, um, especially when I was younger going to the gym, I just assumed that like, we're all there to lose weight. We're mm -hmm. all there to um, get lean and, and get muscular, but not too bulky as women, you know, all that stuff. Right. And it, maybe we just don't assume that about ourselves or everybody else. Like, and, and in that way, I think that you may be less tempted to comment on people's bodies because mm -hmm. maybe they aren't there for body change. Right. Or if they are there for body change, it's not necessarily weight loss. It could be to get stronger, to get more mobile, to get, yes. have more stamina. Like, like, and those are things that you can't see. And so if you feel the need to compliment someone, compliment them at least on what they are doing. So that's one part of this whole language thing. The other part is do not hit on women in gyms, I guess, or men for that matter. Like, I know that there's a lot of sexual energy in gyms a lot of times. Like, I get, I get that people, there's sort of a mood that, <laughs> right? We know. We're sweaty. We're breathing hard. But, but when, when someone is, when there's an unwanted advance, it really can make someone feel very uncomfortable and it doesn't really compliment the person that is being that you're that you're making the advance on it really just says more about what your sexual preference is right like it's like it and and you have the opportunity in that moment to make someone feel incredibly uncomfortable mm -hmm. um because again we don't know what someone's history is, if they've had trauma, if they are even attracted to what you have going on, like, and right. none of it is really about them. So it would be great if we could stop sexualizing people in gyms, um, which brings me to another point <laughs> about language. Apparently I have a lot to say about this. I have a lot. <laughs> um, so like using using toxic masculinity in your language when you're lifting. I have heard so many lifters call each other pussies or bitches or, you know, like, you know, like, come on, like, you know, like you can, don't be a pussy. You can lift that or, you know, like, come on ladies. Right. Yeah. And as if, being a woman or in fact, even in fact, as a, like pussies are strong, right? Like they, they are, are very strong. <laughs> yes. They are all of the things they are stretchy. They're strong. They're, you know, they have, they have it all going on. So 
maybe we can stop using that as a derogatory term anyway. But um, when you use that language in a gym setting, it's really, it's just tacky. And, and it does not create a welcoming experience for anyone. <laughs> Joking around about, you know, the leg machine that works your adductor muscles where your knees go out and in. I have heard that being referred to as the good girl, bad girl machine, yep. which makes me feel physically ill. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to hear any of that stuff when I go into a gym. Yeah. I cannot imagine many many people, many women that I know that, that do want to hear that when they go into a gym. No, <laughs> no. So <clears throat> yes, that's, that's a really good point. And I think too, like, um, the, I don't know where like the, the derogatory training stuff came from. Like I, I, I have never responded well to that type of coaching. I don't know. Like I mean, I know not like just trainers are doing that, like people just going in and working out together are doing that, but right. Like, I don't know where that came from, but I don't know why that's even a thing. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I don't know. No, it doesn't, it doesn't seem very motivating. And I know, like, I know that there's like, like, because of this, like buildup of like, like anticipation, anticipation, <laughs> <laughs> anticipation of a lift. Cause sometimes when you're lifting heavy, you're nervous. Mm -hmm. It's going to require everything you've got. So you want like your hype man there, right? Like, but you can hype each other up without being a dick, right? Like you could be like, come on, let's go guy. Like, let's put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I can hype people up without being a dick. <laughs> so, like, so, um, so that's, that's what I have to say about language. <laughs> You got anything else? No, I think you covered it all with the language. That's good. That's good. Okay. So another thing. So we, I think we've talked, we've talked language. I think we beat that dead horse. Yeah. There's, there are many not to do's in that list, but here is something to do. And that is having, being a welcoming presence in these shared gym spaces. Yes. So um, one of the things that I talked about a couple times on this podcast, but it just stick out to me so much. Um, I was listening to JC Cooper talk about her experience in gym spaces. And she said, there's a big difference between just opening the door for someone and welcoming them in. Mm -hmm. Like there's a big difference between diversity and inclusivity, right? Like, so like, what are ways that you could in your gym space help people feel more welcome and it doesn't have to be like a big deal thing it could be something really small yeah like wiping down equipment wiping down the space um making eye contact and saying hello um and if you want to go all the way in like actually get to know the people in your gym space like right. get to know people who don't look like you and hear their stories and really listen um and learn how you can be a better human for people in shared spaces. Right. Like you can approach other people and the space you're in, not necessarily as the authority, but someone who's also there to learn and grow from the experience with other people. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. So, 
And one of the ways that we're doing this in our gym is starting in June, we are going to be having community workouts um, in the parks for BIPOC women and activists, local activists, mm -hmm. um, specifically because a lot of these people do not feel comfortable in gym spaces or exercising outside by themselves, right? So we're creating, we're partnering with Black Joy Oregon and we are going to be doing these workouts once a week, hopefully creating a good community um, online as well. And um, like kind of making, making an effort to really make sure that we, um, that we are learning and staying open to other people and their experiences. I think that it, like if nothing else, it's a wonderful opportunity to just be a better person yeah. <laughs> at minimum. And so I think it's really exciting that we're, we have the opportunity to do this. Um, we have just started posting about it online. So if you go to our Push Fitness page or Black Joy Oregon's page, you'll see some more information there. Um, but yeah, we, we're, we have a, an online community getting being built as we speak right now with mm -hmm. folks who are going to be participating in that. And it's not on Facebook. It's in a different uh, format. So yeah, mm -hmm. if you want more information, hit us up. Yeah, let us know. That's all that we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the Push podcast, consider becoming a Push patron. You can go to www.patreon.com slash pushfitness to sign up as a Push patron. You can also subscribe to our podcast, give us a review. The more subscriptions and reviews that we get, the more visibility that we get, and the more easily we can find more listeners just like you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.